0: And welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host Evan Mion. Today I'm joined White Connor. Hey guys. And Mike. Hello. And all I want to talk about is Fall Guys. What a what a game. What an experience. Yeah, I. I mean, it is like
1: <clears throat> I'm trying not to be too hyperbolic here. because my first gut reaction was like, I haven't seen this kind of excitement since Pokemon Go, but that's not true. It's it's far more like Animal Crossing. I think. And it's smaller than Animal Crossing was, but among, like, my gaming friends...
0: Is it, though?
1: I think it's smaller than Animal Crossing, yeah. Because I
0: I don't, you know... So, Animal Crossing, just to put things into context a bit, has sold over 20 million copies in the, you know, three months or so it's been out. Fall Guys, uh, according to the most recent numbers, there have been over 2 million purchases on Steam... And there's over 8 million active players on PlayStation. So that's a total of 10 million, roughly, users for Fall Guys within a week or so, which is just insane.
1: Right. And it, it feels like Animal Crossing did, you know. But And, you know, nobody's out <laughs> buying, you know, people went out and bought a Switch for Animal Crossing. I don't right. see people buying a console for Fall Guys. But that that said... I, I don't want to downplay. This is an indie game, you know? This achievement... And for Tonic, they don't have a ton of hits under their belt, you know? Oh, this Devolver, is... A Devolver's Those obviously, like, Devolver's a big player, in my mind, at least. Like, they're... Mm-hmm. They're, like, the indie publisher king, in my mind, you know? Like, yeah, the cream they, of the
2: crop. They are big boys.
1: And, yeah, I mean, this... Fall Guys could do a lot, not just for Mediatonic... But for Devolver, and as a result, for indie gaming, you know? Like, if this becomes the cash cow, I feel like it could.
0: Absolutely. And I definitely think, like, this is the first... What's interesting about Fall Guys is is that it's a 3D platformer battle royale, essentially. And we can get into that a little bit, but I I kind of was talking to you about this earlier, Connor, but I think it's so interesting how... Over the past couple years or so, we've seen like every genre you can imagine be transformed by the battle royale kind of format. And yeah, I'm I'm really more eager to see like than what, others. Yes, but like I'm eager to see what else, like what other creative twists people can do to turn genres everyone knows into something fresh and exciting with with a battle royale. See, but fall guys
1: being a battle royale I feel like doesn't have as much to do with its success like because it's all in the execution, and the execution is just amazing.
0: Like I think, I think the 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 fact that it's a battle royale has to be part of it. Like, like it can't like if it wasn't about royale, it would not be as big as it is right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, that has something to do with its virality, I think. But like it, it I you know, I, I think like I love 2D platformers. So when I first heard a Soviet jump game. I was like, you know, this this is my jam. You know, I, I really want to hop on this. But, like, I looked into it a little bit, and it just bored me, and I never even downloaded it.
2: See, the thing about Fall Guys as an outsider, it takes all the bad parts of Battle Royale, which is the long periods in between action, and just gets rid of them. Exactly. The longest exist, you have to wait downtime.
1: in Fall Guys is when you're doing well. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I mean, it is worth uh, pointing out that you know, if you're in a squad and you lose, then you got to watch your teammate, which can get kind of annoying, but that's just kind of the nature of the beast.
1: Yeah, but I almost, like... <laughs> I thought that would annoy me, too, until I was actually doing it with you guys, but I was just as excited to see you guys win as I am to see myself win, at the end, at least.
0: Yeah, so the whole premise of Fall Guys is that it's some kind of game show, right? And I think that sort of feeds into it. Like, it's entertaining to watch, I think. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, even when, uh, like yesterday you know after you left connor i was playing with thomas and you know thomas and i finished a race and then we were just both just spectating some rando and we were like yelling into the mic being excited for this (laughs) rando hoping he would make it like and he was like the last one to cross the finish line and it was like actually hype for this complete stranger playing this mini game quite terribly you know like actually but like it was it was just fun and they're just good design decisions
1: all over the place in this game. You know, they're you know, I don't even want to like. There are little nitpicky stuff like, you know, there's some latency on the servers. You know, that's not really designed. The the UI could use some work. That is design. But, but stuff I think like the, the clearly very intentional lack of communication with your team is so key in this game. Oh yes, because it to the atmosphere of the game. Yeah, for sure. Being so angry like if, if this game did have uh yeah i think that's what, another reason i like it is that it has no possibility for toxicity and that drives me out of multiplayer communities so fast but you don't get that at all in fall guys fall guys is a 100 percent positive experience start to
0: finish well i guess that's sort of subjective like i'm i'm thinking about like there, a meta has definitely evolved within fall guys right of like just trying to screw over everyone else. And I oh, guess yeah, that's part of the toxic. game, right? that's just I don't think it's toxic, play. but I think it's I think honestly it's so funny. Like yeah. that produces some of the funniest most viral clips. Like yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen the thing of the, the the gif of the guy playing it's it's a clip of a guy playing slime climb and the guy reaches the very end. Like the, 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 the he climbs the mountain like strenuously uh and he reaches the very end. And, like, there's just a guy there waiting at the end. He's, like, not even doing anything. He doesn't cross the finish line himself. And he just grabs the guy and pushes him off just (laughs) for no reason. Like, and that uh, that tweet or whatever that had that video linked had, like, over 20,000, like, likes on it. You know, because oh, hilarious. stuff like that is so funny. I mean, like, it's incredibly painful on the receiving end. But, like, something about the way that Fall Guys is, like, the presentation, like, it's weird, like, blob characters and, like, the yeah, noises they that make painful. and how they move and everything. Like, it just makes the whole experience funny, even, like, when people are, like, bloodthirsty. Yeah, it's painful for, like, a split second, but I feel like there
1: are, like, some really subtle things that they did. not Not even subtle, like, just some really smart stuff that they did, like... Your character gets excited and dances to get XP at the end of the match, no matter how you did. And I think that's important, you know? That contributes to the mood of the game in a big way.
0: Yeah, and I think the biggest thing for Fall Guys for me when I first tried it out, right? So I tried it out on... Last week when you talked about it, right? I still hadn't played it. And I was listening to it, I was like, yeah, this sounds interesting, but like, I still don't really get it, right? But, after I played it, the thing it actually reminded me the most of was Mario Party.
2: like yeah, it reminded sure. me
0: of like an extremely well like executed, refined multiplayer battle royale Mario Party and I was yeah,
1: like i was uh, just before this, I was listening to a developer interview, and I feel like they've really captured that that essence that I feel is important to Mario Party as well, which is like uh not nah, too much randomness and it's not it's not fun anymore but like uh too little randomness you know we're not making a skill-based game here like
0: yeah, yeah. this like what I, so that's a good point like what i really like about fall guys is it has a little bit of randomness but it's the randomness is due to other people just like messing right. up and like a lot just of the time crowding, i mean th- there know? are
1: game modes that are like fruit shoot is just <laughs> pure chaos you know that's yeah. randomness uh, I guess we should probably describe these for people that haven't played. Fruit Shoot is a, uh, a game <laughs> mode where you're running up a hill. So of so funny. A hill like of... Just um,
0: the premise of it.
1: Yeah, you're running up a hill, essentially.
0: A and, treadmill, uh,
1: essentially. You're yeah, running a up hill a hill treadmill. of conveyor belts that are yeah. going against you, and there's fruit rolling down that Giant will knock you off this
0: hill. That randomly fall from the sky and just squish you.
1: Yeah. And the aesthetic of this game is so good, too. Like, I've seen some streamers claiming that they think it's intentional that they use such um, bold colors. It's really good. And I bright, think the yeah. shading of the game is important because uh, you can green screen it really easily. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, even think of called, that. It's called Chroma Key or something, the software they use, but I was watching Vine Sauce play. Vine Sauce Vinny. He was playing with, like, Alpha Red. Oh, not and, uh, Uncle uh, Frost.
2: Joel. What? Not Uncle Joel?
1: I was not watching Uncle Joel.
2: That's unfortunate.
1: But uh, I, I've just been tracking. It's weird. Alpha Red hasn't streamed this game at all, to my knowledge, but he has appeared on so many different people's streams.
2: The old Denim Dino?
1: Yep, I've been following him because he's like God tier at it. Like, I swear he wins every three matches or something.
0: So, speaking of winning at the game, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm above average at this game, and I think that's important for me to say, because I'm definitely not really good at other multiplayer games.
1: Yeah, I think I'm above average as well, but not as good as you. Not I have. It's hard to ru- say, because I do notice, like... I haven't really, like, I joked about saying that PS4 is easier. I've joked about that. It might be, honestly. But I don't know that that's true, but I do know that the meta is slightly different between PC and PS4. I mean, just
0: virtue of, you know, there's 8 million plus people on PS4 because they gave it away for free. And that could be anyone, you know, like, I I feel like the demographic, like, the, the age is definitely much younger on PS4. Right, and I got a win on PS4
1: a lot quicker than I did on PC, but I was also a lot better when I started on PS4 than when I started on
0: PC. Mike, it is not cross-platform yet, but that is coming, and I can't wait till it's there.
1: Oh my god, yeah, because I will say, there are some, and I've checked, damn it, I, I know you don't notice it, but there are a lot of people whining about input delay on PS4. It is not just me.
0: Yeah, I think a big part of it is my TV as well, like... My TV specifically is known for having like an insane game mode with like very little input lag, so I think yeah. that's giving me an advantage as well. I mean, that
1: probably shrinks it by a couple milliseconds, <laughs> but we're we're talking hundreds of milliseconds of input lag here because I don't notice anything like anything. I, yeah, under, I definitely
0: uh, don't get that. Yeah, yeah. on my,
1: it's game. a significant amount. But like, you haven't played it without that, so
0: yeah. No, I mean, I, like, I imagine with that kind of input, lack like, this game would be extremely frustrating. Well, I think it's just for, like, jumps and stuff.
1: It's really weird what, what on PS4 feels so mucky to me, but it's still super playable, but I definitely prefer it on PC.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think... So I have roughly 20 wins so far, and I've been trying to go for the coveted win five games in a row trophy, which is just... Seems like an impossibility to me, but, like, I'm going to keep trying until I get it. Yeah,
1: you see, I I disagree. I think it is almost an impossibility that I will not eventually get that, just because I anticipate playing this game so much.
0: Yeah, and I feel like if I'm going to get that trophy, I need to get it soon, because I feel like as more people, like, get better at the game, it's going to get harder and harder to get.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I originally didn't think that would really happen because I thought that they would rotate out minigames and stuff. But according to the interview I was watching, uh, I should probably cite that. One second. Let me check YouTube to see who it was. But uh, according to the interview I was watching, uh, they do not intend to remove any minigames. That's the Min Max interview. So that's Min Max show on YouTube. So they're YouTube. just going to be adding minigames? They're just going to be adding minigames. That's and they what I hope one for coming remember? out. That's I thought awesome. it was supposed to come out today.
0: Yeah, I, I checked Fall Guys earlier this morning and there was no update, so I don't know if since then they've pushed it out. But
1: yeah, I played a little bit before we recorded and there was no update yet, so
0: that didn't happen yet. That doesn't mean anything. I don't know what time zone MediaTonic is in. So but yeah, that really excites me. Actually, like my my vision for this game, and I know you sort of disagreed, Connor, but like I want there to be dozens and dozens and dozens of mini games to where like each playthrough feels kind of unique.
1: Right. And that, well, they were saying they would like to eventually get to the point where they have so many that they should remove some, but, uh, they also said that they were far, far away from that time. So yeah. And And, I um, guess, yeah, they have another mini game coming fairly soon, I guess there's one fairly late in development already. So not just the one we were supposed to get today, but also another one on top of that.
0: Yeah. And let's just talk about some of the mini games for a second. Like I really I think my favorite ones are the obviously like the the obstacle course style mini games like we discussed like slime climb and like Yeah, slime climb is a is by far
1: my favorite, probably followed by fallball.
0: Fallball is like Rocket League Lite and I love it. Yeah, it's it, so good. It,
1: like my Rocket League obviously the muscle memory from Rocket League does nothing for me cuz I'm fairly good at Rocket League and terrible at fallball, but my my knowledge of like positioning comes in handy. Yeah, and, and there's I think, so many, like, little tricks to it. Like, I noticed people online, after you score, you should jump into the goal, because that puts you
0: back at center. Oh, that's amazing. I never even yeah. thought of that.
1: Yeah, and there's just little
0: tricks in this game that are so fun. Yeah, and I think that um, some of the team-based games I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I think those need some work, especially, like, the tail-based minigames. It feels like grabbing a tail and getting your tail grabbed is just too inconsistent.
1: Yeah, because I don't. Latency. That's such a difficult fix though. Yeah, the latency is kind of wild on this. But
0: didn't you say that Connor, didn't you say that they were at least lessening the frequency of Royal Fumble, which is yes, the till the in, in the new champion?
1: update they are supposedly turning down the frequency of Royal Fumble, although that may just be a result of adding a fourth game to the finale yeah. pool. So
0: Yeah, so I Royal Fumble for those who haven't played it yet, it's 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 one of the finale-type games but, where if there's only, like, five or six people left, uh, uh, the one guy has a tail, and you have to basically grab the tail and hold on to it until the end of the game.
1: I think of the tail games, though, I hate Royal Fumble the least. I feel like I don't get those super high-latency grabs as much when there's so few players.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably true. Like, Team Tail Tag and Tail Tag are just... Team Tail Tag,
1: I don't know. Team Tail Tag, the only reason I don't... Like, I think Team Tail Tag is far and wide the worst team game, because you can do everything perfectly, and, like, you can play flawlessly the entire game, and you only get one point for your team.
0: Like, y- your contribution is so small. Right. Whereas, like, in Fall Ball, like, one good player can turn around the entire game. Yeah. And,
1: and like, even, even the others, like, uh, a good strategy in Hoarders, uh, which is a game where there are three teams... And you have uh, six soccer balls, I think, bouncing around. And you just want to make sure you don't have the fewest in your area at the end. Like a couple smart strategy decisions. And, you know, you can win with a single ball if you're smart enough to bully yellow like God intended. <laughs> well, what's
0: the egg team game? Uh, that is Egg Scramble. Egg Scramble. So, like, Egg Scramble is a similar similar concept uh, to the previous game you just mentioned. yeah. In, it, 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 you have to grab eggs and take them back to your base essentially and make sure you, you steal eggs from other people's bases and defend your base. But the most frustrating thing about that game is like going on the offense and grabbing an egg from an enemy base and then trying to get out. Like, that's impossible.
1: I, I got a lot better at that, and that mini game became a lot more fun for me. I am see, a lot better
0: at offense. And- see, for me, like, what what's been working for me is that for that minigame like after the initial rush of where everyone tries to go out and get their eggs after the initial rush I just go back to base and play defense Yeah. while everyone else plays offense because like defense is so effective in that game because it's so challenging to get out of that pit like it's easy to just like ruin oh, someone's yeah.
1: day and that that's another thing that's just so smart about this game's design is that like you don't like that, that game is totally different depending on whether you decide to defend or attack so that one mini game adds so much, and like you can yeah. even play. You you don't have to defend or attack. You can play a vulture essentially because there are always stray balls or stray eggs rolling around the field that you can grab.
0: Yeah, they, I mean, like it's 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 amazing because like at first glance it looks like a fun, accessible like mini game. Like all of these do, but and they are for the most like, part like they are that. At, exactly, at their very yes. base,
1: you can play them
0: that way, and you can win and have fun playing them that way. But there's also an added layer of depth and complexity if if you want to look for it. Yeah. And it's not like, but it's just it's just a little bit, right? It's not like enough to be overwhelming. It's enough to be like, hey, there's more than meets the eye here. Yeah, I mean, Hexagon. Good lord, the amount, Hexagon depth, so the amount much. of depth. The amount of
1: depth. So Hexagon is a game. Where there are these I I wanna say like eight layers of hexagons, maybe, maybe six. But they're they're layers of platforms and when you stand on a hexagon platform, it disappears after a second. And so there's an amount of skill to standing on it as long as you can before it disappears, so that you don't lose your platform. There's a skill to trying to cut, you know, cut somebody off. I, I think largely it's a game about partitioning. You wanna Yes. You want to try to cut somebody off so that their s- platform has fewer tiles than yours does and make sure that they can't make the jump to yours
0: without, you know, getting partitioned to yourself? Yeah, so Hexagon is the game I most consistently win, and I've found several strategies that work for me. Like, one game in particular, like, I got, like, knocked down pretty quickly. But, you know, instead of just stalling there, like, what I usually do, right, is I slowly jump from one hexagon to the next whereas most people are just running across them as the, they disappear i time my jumps so that like i jump on them and slow my progress th- through the hexagons yeah but like th- yeah. that one game where i got knocked down i was like okay i'm probably going to run out of hexagons faster than everyone else what i did was i ran around the middle area as much as i could until there was just like a ring left so when people finally fell down they just fell down into the slime and i was just jumping on the outer ring Right. For to I, fall I've down. seen a
1: lot of people that like to just fall down pretty far, like right off the bat and do that. I don't think that's a good strategy. I've seen some success so. with it, but I, I really don't think you're ever going to be putting yourself at an advantage by dropping early. The number just the numbers don't make yeah. sense in my head for that.
0: So Especially if there's like, well, I don't know, if there's like a dozen people playing, then it might be more effective at removing some people, but... Yeah, I I generally try to you know, take it slow and steady and just precise precise platforming.
1: If there's a dozen people playing, four of them are going to eliminate themselves within the first 30 seconds anyway.
0: Yeah. Realistically. Also like I feel like I don't know if this is a mistake or something, but like for some of the finale games, like there's just an absurd number of contestants like remaining yeah. sometimes like for for Fall Mountain, which I think is the most common mini game. Or f- final minigame, at least from what I've seen. But for Fall Mountain, there could be anywhere from like four people left to twenty. I've seen as many as twenty people in that final yeah, round, all I, trying to
1: yeah. Those run up the
0: mountain and grab the crown to win. Yeah, and I
1: don't, I don't love that. I like it being a small number in the finale, typically. Yeah, it should be. It, it's just more. It, it, in, like I know it doesn't actually make that big of a difference. Well, no, it does because if there's that many people in the finale, you're far more likely to be second row, and Fall Mountain. Hate to say it, if you're not front row, you are at a huge disadvantage in Fall Mountain. Absolutely, yeah. Not yeah, that, you know, not that it's you know, this isn't a competitive game,
0: but it feels. But it is win. though. It kind of is. It, 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 it. What's interesting is that it is and it isn't at the same time, which is I like mean, a we're weird. We're never gonna have Fall Guys characters. tournaments. But like, weren't they talking about adding like a ranked mode or something? Or uh, did, were they plan. against that?
1: I, I imagine they're against that. I know I know a lot um, of people wanted, like, ranked hexagon only or ranked fall ball.
0: <laughs> ranked game. hexagon. I feel like, yeah, that's turning this game to something it shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm
1: against even, like, ever having a practice mode where you get to pick the games. Although I do think that there's room for, like, Twitch integration where, like, you know, streamers could maybe host their own server and the chat votes on the minigames. I think that would be really cool.
0: Yeah. But in okay. terms of like party mechanics, like I feel like there's some improvements that me- need to be made there, some obvious things. But I feel like this game just blew up so quickly that it took everyone by surprise.
1: Yeah, and it's just so simple in the best way, in my opinion. You know, you just no no menus or anything. You want to play the game, you just turn it on and hit A, and you're in.
0: Yeah. But uh, shout out to uh, Tiptoe, which I think is the funniest mini game. Really? Yeah, I I find it really amusing. Uh, So Tiptoe is – there's a a set of basically squares leading to the finish line, right? And most of these squares are just empty, right? Like you step on it and you fall through. But like there's one hidden path through the squares that leads to the finish line. So what you get is like everyone clustering on one square too afraid to like step foot forward because they're afraid to fall off and then by the time they respawn they're afraid the race will finish and everyone will cross and they'll be eliminated so everyone's just like shoving each other and struggling to stay on one square and as soon as like someone steps foot onto a valid square everyone just rushes that square yeah i think it's so funny
1: i i typically play it um until like the last three rows of tiles i dive you dive you can can jump three -tiles. tiles with a dive ish. So like jump over the first, over the second land on the third, you can do that with a dive. And if you get like, you know, there's, there's always a chance you're going to get lucky. Two dives can get you almost to the very end. And it's difficult to follow you.
0: Yeah. But I and, feel like at that point it'd be just complete pandemonium, right? Cause like half the people will be trying to replicate what you did, but then the other half will be like trying to find the right path.
1: It is, but I very regularly get first place with that technique.
0: <laughs> yeah, and for the uh, the matching minigame, I feel like that's probably the weakest one of the bunch, right? That's kind yeah. of obvious. Oh, yeah,
1: if they removed it,
0: I wouldn't miss it at all. I hate Perfect Match. Perfect Match, yeah. Or, or I feel like that one needs some tweaking to be, like, better. But I, I've i been thinking lately, like, something I really want to try out on a match of Perfect, perfect Match is that, like... Wait for, like, the last round, and then just, like, confidently jump to one I know isn't the right answer and see how many people follow me. Because so many people in that game aren't paying attention and just go to where the most people are. I do that all the time. I, I almost always do that on PC, and I got
1: two people today, and that was it, you know? Like... Really, it's just yeah, and nobody too yeah. many
0: people go into the right answer. I yeah, guess.
1: too many. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if even three people ish, you know, see the right tile and jump to it, it with confidence, suddenly everybody knows that that's the one, and yeah, the fun's over.
0: Yeah. Um, what's the most rare mini game? I feel like it's I Jump think. Club. Jump Club, no way. I feel like I've gotten that quite often. I mean, I don't think there actually are rare like. I mean. I think for me, like, I've only gotten jinxed, like, a handful of times. See, I don't think they're
1: actually, like, rare. I think it's all anecdotal. I'm pretty sure it's all just random. And Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the val- like, there are rules for each minigame, you know? Like, you can't have Royal Fumble with 20 people, but...
0: Right, like, there's a set pool of games for the first game and the last game, right? But, like, between that, it could be... A just lot of about problems. anything, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, a lot of people are, like, saying they, you know, fall ball. Uh, they're always worried they're going to get fall ball when the number's even. And I, I hate to break it to you guys. That game does not care whether or not the teams are even.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've been on the, the the bad end of that. I've been on, like, the worst was when I was, uh, I think it happened yesterday. I was playing fall uh, ball, and there were only three people on my team. And one guy just went AFK. So it was just me and one other person trying to, like, fight, like, five people off. Was insane. Yeah, that's just not fun. Yeah, and we almost did it, by the way. We only lost by one point, which really that's is okay. That probably was
1: really fun then.
0: Yeah, it was. It was like like we. I this random guy. I have no I no communication with. We were perfectly in sync. Like when I was attacking, he was defending. When he was defending, I was attacking. We were just yeah. That was awesome. There is
1: there is one situation where I think the lack of communication is far more frustrating than it is funny, and that is um the game yeah. Rock and Roll. Which Rock and is roll. Um, There are three teams and they're all pushing a boulder up a hill. And uh, at the end, it rolls down the other side of the hill and into a goal. And the first two balls to get in, they qualify. And um, uh, that's all that's all fun and games. You know, I don't really like, you know, it's pretty common that people on my team will abandon the ball immediately and go wait for the other team to get their ball there. And that annoys me because I don't think that's the optimal strategy. But it is good to have teammates there to stop other balls. However, the thing that annoys me and makes me scream at this game is when people don't know that grabbing is useless. <laughs> I get I get grabbed and I get people diving in ro- rock and roll all the time. Diving does nothing. Grabbing slows down um, your team because you grab onto that. Yeah. You can't grab onto the boulder. And so if you get grabby teammates, you're, you might as well turn the game off. You, you've been guaranteed a <laughs> loss. Because you're you're just down two team members each for every grabby teammate you have they're stopping another teammate. So,
0: I mean, this game does have like a big troll aspect to it. So nobody's like... trolling
1: their own team though. Everybody wants to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, the grabbing made me think of another thing, which is the controls of the game are like shockingly simple, right? So there's only like three buttons. There's jump and dive and grab, and then you know obviously move. Yeah. And like out of like those three basic things, like
1: yeah, the only thing that this. makes this game sort of hard to get into is that it does have dual stick camera control, and that's a little hard on new gamers. Other right. than that, this game is something you can hand to just about anybody and they can understand it quickly.
0: Yeah, and I love like it, it's so it it teaches you exactly what's going to happen really before it happens. And obviously that won't prepare you for everything, but it, it does you know give you an idea of what to expect like when my friend thomas first started playing the game he's like so how do you play and it was just like yeah don't worry about it we you will it'll be obvious because yeah. like when the first like mini game showed up it was just like hey you get to the end or like do this or whatever um but yeah that that the grabbiness is very frustrating sometimes yeah and especially because like when you grab someone like sometimes like i'm not sure what causes this maybe you can explain but like Sometimes, like, it pushes them, and sometimes it, like, repels you, and sometimes, like, it does both or neither. Like
1: Yeah, I, I, I honestly think there might just be some randomness to grabbing. Yeah. Or, or it could be that the grabbing, like, that, what they literally might be doing is, in game engines, you have, like, rigid bodies, and I have a feeling when you grab, it's literally just pulling the rigid bodies towards each other, and when that, you know, when that grab stops... You know, depending on where the rigid bodies are in relation to each other, they exert force on each other. So, if they're, like, overlapping, then they're going to push each other away. If they're not overlapping, then the pole is probably still active, so you get yanked a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's what I have to assume. Yeah. So, there's, there's randomness to it in that it depends on where you are in the grab in relation to the other player. I don't think it's something you could ever figure out and get really good at pushing i I like to hope because i don't think that would be particularly fun as if you know people figured out how to always push suddenly slime climb becomes hell yeah i it's just it's a fun game it's got such smart design
0: yes and speaking of the smart smart design there's one thing we definitely have to talk about which is like the battle pass system/microtransactions slash microtransactions. which I think this battle royale like it doesn't it in such a unique way in that there are no real like microtransactions right the battle pass is all like based off of like experience you gain and like money you generate through playing the game and getting wins like there's no there, like
1: you can you can buy you cannot buy crowns
0: right you yeah you can't buy kudos can't, with real money oh Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't. That that. doesn't bother
1: me at all because you get showered in kudos, and you don't even have to win to get kudos. You get it just for playing. The more rounds you survive, the more kudos you get. But the actual like the good outfits and stuff you buy with crowns, and I love that. I've always thought that there should be more reward for winning because like in Fortnite, and I get why Fortnite did it because Fortnite's not about winning. It's really not. Fortnite is a social experience and also a money making experience for (laughs) Epic, but. You know, the only thing you get for winning, I think they have one cosmetic item per season or something that you get for winning. I, I know I got an umbrella for my first win. That's all I remember. And uh, that's yeah,
2: it. I, I, Whereas I, I
1: Fall
0: guys like, like, yeah. I sat I down and Boys I was, I saw this it. fish
1: tank and I had two crowns and I was like, oh man, this fish tank outfit cost me six crowns. I'm going to have to win four times today. And I sat down and I churned those wins out because I wanted that fish tank. Yeah. And now I wear it proudly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, something similar happened when, uh, like, I think the second day I played or something, there was like a, a chicken costume from like Hotline Miami or something. And I just really wanted it, but it would cost like 10 crowns for the whole outfit. So I got 10 crowns and now I wear that proudly every day.
1: Yeah. The only thing I don't like about um both of those outfits is that they do cover up your um Yes. They cover up every other cosmetic completely except for your faceplate. So like right. the cosmetics in this game, you have a faceplate, which is just as far as I can tell, only the color of your face. Yeah. And you have now. a pattern, a color, a topper and a bottom. And so like the outfits Amit and I are describing right now are toppers and bottoms. And uh, they totally cover up both your pattern and color. All you get left is your faceplate.
0: Yeah, I wish there was, I don't know. I feel like I wish those uh, costumes were designed with at least showing a little bit of the layers underneath.
1: I I don't even know if I wish that. I just kind of wish, because I can live without the pattern. You know, the pattern gets covered up. I kind of wish that the color affected the cosmetics.
0: Ooh, that would be cool.
1: Like, I, cause I love the, um, although there is another problem with the, uh, the fish or uh, the fish tank outfit that I wear is that, um, people mistake me, I guess when I'm on blue team, I have a lot of green oh, on me God. and there, there is a green team sometimes I believe. Yeah. And so I totally get mistaken by my own team for green team. So like when we're playing team tail tag, I'll get my, t- my tail stolen by greens and blues.
0: That's really funny.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's a constant problem. But I I would love, you know, I don't hate the default colors, but I'd have a lot of fun if I could change them.
0: Yeah, and again, like, this is... (laughs) The game came out, like, a little over a week ago. So we've, we've got so much to talk about, and it's only, like, a week out, right? Like, and it says there, like, on the game menu that it's season one, so they have seasons planned. They have plans to add more games and add more content. We're just at the very beginning, I feel like, of like the next big battle royale right like i think this is the first time since i guess apex legends that a battle royale like broke out like this i feel like this, right?
1: this has so much more staying power than apex too
0: yeah. I, yeah I think so too but i definitely think like you know like time will tell if it truly is like going to be like a fortnight but like right now it's definitely looking really promising
1: i don't think it'll ever like i i just don't think it has the uh I, I don't know. It'd be insane for this to get Fortnite level. I, I don't think that'll happen. But I, I, never I don't have thought yeah. Fortnite could do it either.
0: Yeah, I I don't think so either. But I'd love to be proven wrong. And like already like, you know Fortnite, like you know Fortnite made it when you have Marvel knocking at their door and asking to do like crossovers, right? But yeah. like, you know, um, Fall Guys has already had like, you know, he has already talked to like uh, what KFC or whatever. yeah Ker- Colonel Sanders. Is kind of a
1: how to put this delicately. They they'll do a crossover with anyone. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Uh, they did a Colonel Sanders <laughs> dating sim, which I you know, not no disrespect, that's hilarious. But you know,
2: it was a great time, except it kind of shoehorned <laughs> you into dating Colonel Sanders.
1: And I'm I'm sure Wendy's is streaming Fall Guys. You know, like
2: yeah. I, what was I was watching some brand. What was it? Oh, Chuck E. Cheese's was streaming Fall Guys. And that's a good that's one. Because like Fall
1: Guys really <laughs> the aesthetic definitely reminds me of like inflatable <laughs> obstacle courses that I did as a kid. Yes. For sure. Like people keep comparing it to Wipeout, but I, I never I have no Wipeout experience. I've never seen that show, so.
0: And also I would be remiss if I did not mention the sick baseline that is the main theme of this game. The
1: loading screen, yeah oh it's it's i I saw it described as uh pouring glycerin into your ears and that is absolutely
0: like like this game soundtrack there's no that 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 track has no business being as good as it is like it's shocking like how good the
1: music is the whole game soundtrack is pretty good there's like one song i don't like and i can't remember where it plays
0: yeah, I mean, overall, I feel like the game soundtrack really complements, like, the goofiness that is happening on screen. Like, it like it does that perfectly, but for some reason, like, in the loading screens, just this insane bass line plays. It's just yeah, so I keep good. I keep thinking, like, because this is a perfect game to
1: mute the music in and listen to your own music while you play. You would miss nothing, except you would miss this banging soundtrack, and I'm not prepared to do that just yet.
0: Yeah, not just yet.
1: I think I'll get there because I'm gonna play this game for 200 hours. But
0: yeah, like I'm. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to play some more today. You know. Yeah, I'm probably gonna hop on too. But yeah, like currently there are. So I just looked this up. There are 24 mini games, which is surprising. I feel like that's more than I thought really? were in the game right now. But yeah, I think that's that's like a solid amount. But like I'd love to see that. You know, double. Yeah, I mean, that's 24 minigames, but three of those are tail tag, you know? Yeah, gosh. Yeah, tail tag needs... Tail tag, I feel like, needs to be adjusted or lessened. uh, Yeah, the only one I hate is team tail tag. The others can stay,
1: in my opinion. Royal Fumble really doesn't bother me as much as it bothers everybody else. Although there is a bug, and I only say this on air because I think it's going to get removed soon. Uh, But if you have the tail in Royal Rumble and you disconnect... Uh, no way yep you keep it nobody gets it you don't get the win but uh nobody else does either
0: wow Um, that's just like that's just hitting the self-destruct button like mutually assured it's really funny that's the that's the
1: griefiest thing you can do which is why i I kind of hope it gets fixed before this episode airs because i don't think a ton of people know about it yet but i saw it on reddit so a couple thousand people know but the fall Guys subreddit is not big yet
0: I mean, there are a couple other well-known exploits, right, like in uh, Block Party, where you can, like, boost yourself up on the edge and just avoid all the obstacles. Yeah, but there's
1: a fix for that in the update today, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, and, and that one's funny. Like, that one doesn't bother me. Somebody getting a free pass because they know about an exploit like that does not bother me nearly as much as totally removing the ability to win from a game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and a game where you would have to sit there for two minutes just doing nothing.
0: Yeah. And uh one 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 maybe final thing I wanted to bring up is that like what what what's impressive to me another impressive thing about this game to me is that it seems to be permeating like mainstream uh culture a little bit kind of like how Fortnite was doing at the beginning like there's so been so many like memes made. Of various things like for example like the the real fake doors thing you sent me earlier today it's just i don't know this game just lends itself to just creating such hilarious situations it's just being funny overall and being something that like even if you don't really un- if, if you've never seen this game before you could share clips of it that are just hilarious you know like you don't need to even have played this game or know what it is to appreciate the humor and the inherent humor in the gameplay. And it's just
1: playable under so many circumstances, because I think, like, I'm not somebody that typically likes to go hang out at somebody's house and take turns playing a game, but I really don't think it would bother me with Fall Guys. And I think, like, man, this game is really fun to get, like, really into Stone Cold Sober, but, you know, I bet it'd be hilarious a couple drinks in. Like, like there's no... It fits every mood.
0: Yeah, and I feel like... it. At least I hope that it has... You know, some serious staying power. Like I want to be talking about, or at least thinking about, Fall Guys like years from now. Yeah, I just don't want the
1: way it, the the feeling I get, the, you know, the, the feeling I got this weekend playing it. I would like to
0: keep getting for a long time. Yeah, I think I think you will, right? Like it's just so, and I feel like definitely playing it with others adds so much. You know, it like does. like yeah. it definitely like yes, it's annoying. It could be annoying potentially watching your teammates. Like just like if you get eliminated earlier, you're just like sitting there for ten minutes not doing anything. But like, it's just fun to watch too. Like, it it's also a gives lot you a better break, than because
1: when you're playing Fortnite Fortnite solo, you something. do not get a break.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot better than getting eliminated in Fortnite and just watching your teammate like hide in a bush for like <laughs> twenty minutes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm such a huge fan of this game. So unexpected, just came out of nowhere, really. Like, I feel, like, was there any marketing at all? Uh, I had heard of it, and actually, this is going to be funny. But what
1: actually convinced me to buy it was their day one release trailer, which y- you guys have heard me, our our listeners have heard me. I-, I am ruthless on like bad trailers. This trailer is probably in like my top five game trailers of all time. It's so good. It captures the <laughs> It's not a gameplay trailer. It is a cinematic trailer, <clears throat> but it captures the feeling of Fall Guys so well. It wow. like it it, ca- it really like pitches the game to you as something you. It's a battle royale that you can barely win. Like you can barely qualify every round, and that's still a crown. Like
0: oh, okay, that's that, interesting. That's
1: kind of the the yeah. pitch that it gives you. It's it shows somebody. It follows a new player essentially. You know, from the the perspective of the bean actually being a person and follows them like doing some training, doing some pushups. They get that um the battle pass outfit that looks like workout gear. They get that and they start jogging around and they start barely winning and get their first crown. And you see them get all excited. And I was like, oh, I need that feeling. That's worth twenty (laughs) dollars to me.
0: Yeah. What's crazy is that like, yeah, twenty dollars. Right. That's the asking price for this game on Steam. But it's free on PlayStation, which I remember when Rocket League first came out. It was free on PlayStation as well, and I feel like obviously Rocket League is an incredible game, but like it being free on PlayStation instantly exposed it to millions of people who might not have played it if it wasn't free. Oh right? yeah, so I and feel like and that's this definitely game a game has half the
1: thing game. Power Rocket League has. Yeah, like I'll still be talking about it. Yeah, I'm still talking about Rocket League, and I didn't yeah. get it for free either.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I was just I was just saying I feel like because it was free uh on on a platform like playstation and it's going to get exposed to so many people who maybe not have wouldn't have checked it out otherwise it's going to really boost kind of like how much this game stays relevant yeah
1: mike i think, I think i'm fall guys out you ever gonna play this game
2: uh probably sometime in the future <laughs> probably not soon though i still have a lot of other games i like to play right now if you've got playstation plus you can get it for free I haven't had PlayStation Plus since my last, last debit card expired, like when Chip was introduced. Ah, okay. How oh, <laughs> like four or five years.
1: Yeah, I had to get PlayStation Plus just for this game, because I don't play any multiplayer on my PlayStation. I should probably play through Bloodborne while I have PS Plus, actually.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Bloodborne's one of the greats of the PlayStation 4 generation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have it. I was just saying, like, I didn't have any multiplayer last time I played it. So.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice
1: might check that out. also, if you get p s plus this month, you get Modern Warfare two remastered, which I
0: don't really care about, but I feel like a lot of people do though, so I'll probably play
1: it just because I have it, and I haven't played a Call of Duty in a while.
0: Well, I don't know. I cared like they gave away the modern they gave away um Modern Warfare One for free at some point, and I cared a lot more about that because that game was huge to me, like when I was younger, really. I, you yeah. see, that
1: might show the age gap between us, because Modern Warfare 2 is the one I remember all my friends playing.
0: No, I remember distinctly, like, everyone, like, everyone in my friend group was playing Halo 3, right? like, all the time, like, after school and stuff, but then COD 4 became a thing. At the time, we called it COD 4. It's Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Yeah. and then everyone just jumped ship to that, and it was just like, this is insane, like, this is, you know, this is an incredible, like, new first-person shooter experience, and, like... Yeah, it was awesome. I eventually went back to Halo 3, but like most of my friends stayed at COD 4. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I've i been playing
1: through the Halo games. I'm going to talk about those eventually <laughs> on the podcast, uh, my take on them as, as a games I've been playing, but I've not finished with any of them yet. Yeah,
0: but I think last week we mentioned uh, the ongoing situation at Blizzard, and you know the wage disparity is being exposed, and and the employees kind of banded together. Oh, there's a new one today wages. too. A new what?
2: Uh, a new thing came out. Hold on, let me pull it up. on this same topic, EA executives were blocked from uh, receiving exorbitant reward awards. Investors were like, "Nah."
0: Good. But that okay? That's that's really good. But that doesn't have anything to do with Blizzard, right?
2: It's on the same vein. Yeah, it's tangentially yeah, related. Ticking. It's
0: it's employees finally, you know, getting something, you know? Yeah, maybe this situation at Blizzard will finally lead to, like, meaningful changes with how uh, game is... industry employees are treated. What's I honestly
1: that? think Activision Blizzard might be scummier than EA ever was right now. Like, they're so bad.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, they're both pretty bad. yeah. But I feel like things are finally starting to look kind of positive right now. Like, I mean, this is, like, what's happening at Blizzard is the closest thing we've had to a games union uh, It's closer ever. than
1: the actual game developers union that was started about a year ago. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We finally have comp- people in gaming that are realizing it's really crappy to develop games right now. Like, and I... So, like, it's just,
0: it's, for for the most part, right, like, for, for, if you're working on a AAA game, it's going to be constant crunch, and you're going to be underpaid, and you're going to be working overtime, like, and obviously, like, their target employee is someone who's so passionate about games, they're willing to sacrifice all that just to work on a game, which is kind of predatory and not good.
2: And the alternative to working in AAA right now is go indie and that comes with its own series of pitfalls like not knowing when the next paycheck's going to come in
1: yeah i mean yeah. either way you have zero job security yeah.
2: you have zero job security your indie game your indie game could flop and you'd be out of money yeah the, the thing that
1: attract the, the attractive game development job to me right now is like uh, probably a lot of companies people haven't heard of a whole lot like um Möbius, I'd love to work for Möbius. They made Outer Wilds. Um, yeah. I'd love to work for Mon- Monomy Park, I think it's pronounced. They made Slime Rancher and uh basically these these indie studios that have had a success already and like I can see that they can give me a stable job for a couple years, you know.
2: I'd work for um, Twin Mold. For who? Twin Mold. Been, they made Deus. Oh yeah. They're actually I think a workers co-op.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or you could uh, get a job at Riot and make the big bucks. Yeah,
2: yeah, I and I'd probably make better decisions than half of Riot's balance team, but we'll Ooh. talk about that.
1: <laughs> I'm like IglooSoft. That's started by cool. one of the Starbound developers that made a decent amount of money, and you know, people, you know,
0: the ones that don't need a hit to survive. But how are like the working conditions there? You know, like are, like that's something we still don't really know, right? Like these studios look good on <laughs> well, paper, but like are you well, it's be...
2: motion twin?
0: The ones I'm talking about are pretty clear about their working
1: conditions, you know. Okay. Ro Ro Rapunzel, the uh, the founder of Igloo Soft, is super outspoken against Chucklefish and the horrible things that they do all the time. Which were they implies... the ones that
0: uh, used like the the child? Yeah, labor, the Starbound
1: developers—they like used unpaid child labor to make Starbound. Yeah. And their CEO, uh, Ty Yuri is, no, is uh, off Twitter ever since that came out. He never made a statement. Uh, That's yeah. all the statement I need. Yep. Oh, but everybody's <laughs> going to buy uh, Witchbrook because they think Concerned Ape is working on it because people aren't, you know. People think Witchbrook is made by the developers of uh, Stardew Valley, and it's not. It's made by the publisher. I, I have all kinds of issues with Chucklefish. I I, I don't know if I want to get into it right now. Oh, yeah. God. They, they wanna... Witchbrook has been in development for over a year, and uh, not super long ago, they published their develop uh, their design doc, which had not determined the core mechanics of the game yet. You don't develop a game for a year without knowing what your core mechanics are. That's insane. What are The
0: counterpoint ever, want?
1: Well, uh, Rare is not... I hate to break it to you, but Rare is not the company to look to as the shining beacon of game design oh, right now. Yeah, no. Sea of Thieves is still, like... Sea of Thieves is very fun and playable right now. But, like, every once in a while, they release a real trash fire of a content update. Like, the most recent one is... uh, I don't even remember what it's called, but uh, me and my friends played the new content. We were like, oh, this was kind of fun. Like, you know, uh, they added five new bosses and we fought the first one. And we were like, oh, that was kind of fun. Let's check out the others. And I I looked it up real quick. And uh, there are not five new bosses. There are five reskins of the same boss. And in order to get everything from it, you have to defeat them each five times, so that's the same exact boss, 25 times, and um, the boss takes about 45 minutes to kill.
0: I mean, that sounds like an MMO-type activity.
1: It, Yeah, but MMOs yeah. have interesting combat. Like, Sea of Thieves, the most interesting decision you make is sword or gun, and, like, even that really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The only fun combat is naval combat, and it it finally got a bit of a focus here recently, but I don't know. I just typically only play the Tall Tales, which means Sea of Thieves only has, you know, 10 hours of content for me, basically, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. But, but Rare is not. They're not what they used to be.
0: Uh, yeah, that much is evident. But just to bring it back to Blizzard uh, for a second. So, like, employees are starting to, like, revolt as they discover this anonymous pay data, right? And I think. I mean, obviously, that's a good thing. I think people being aware of what they're worth is an important thing that like a lot of people aren't aware of.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm I mean, this might be a hot take to a lot of people, but I think your salary should be on your LinkedIn. Honestly, I think it's insane. You you are putting so
0: much power in your employer's hands by not sharing your salary. I think I I agree like I'm not one that likes to hide like if if someone like were to ask me my salary I'd gladly tell them like it's not something I try to you know keep secret I think if the more you're open about these things the more obviously the more power you take back and the more like you just dispel the stigma around like like why does it even need to be secret you know like that's something that's kind of just been drilled into us for no reason.
2: Yeah, it's
1: like, not for no reason. It's it's very much intentional it, for it the
0: interest of the employer. Yeah, and I know right. so many
1: people whose employers have told them that like they're not allowed to share their pay, and that is absolutely, at least in the state of West Virginia, completely illegal. Yeah, complete. And I and this is stuff like I hear about hospitals telling people this and stuff. Like, you know, it, not like small businesses that don't know any better. These are like huge financial institutions that. Wait, what's entirely illegal? Uh, you cannot tell your employees not to, like, share how much they're paid with each other. That is oh, illegal. Oh,
2: that's, that's illegal. Hmm.
1: Yes. Very much so.
2: It's – employees should know how much each other is being paid. So, yeah. Because Cause, people cause tend to
1: undervalue themselves. I mean, that's how – yeah, that's how you get stuff like women getting paid significantly less or, you know yeah. – you know anybody in the lgbtq or, community or getting racial paid less, yeah. or racial you discrimination know too. racial discrimination yeah
2: they they get lied to by like their employer like oh everyone's getting paid this rate or and they, they, don't they don't question actually, it this is probably have relatable, question it
1: i walk into my interview uh to get my job and i'm like and this is you know this isn't me you know dunking on my company anymore than anywhere else, and I actually think that the company I worked for was pretty decent about it. You know, they had an actual open discussion with me about pay that I feel was fairly transparent, but they walked in and asked me how much I wanted to get paid, and I was like, man, I just graduated college. I don't know. I I did research, but, like, how do you ever really know, you know, unless these, you know, unless I know what the other people at this company are making. Exactly. I can't, you know. I mean, I feel like once you've worked in an industry for a while, you get to know your worth. But these, you know, these 22-year-olds coming out of college, they don't know their worth yet,
2: you know? Yeah, they, like, they settle for the minimum, and that just gets them into a predatory system.
1: Yeah, and that's that's game dev, uh, it's, yeah. you know, in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if, like—because game, game dev as an industry isn't exactly strapped for cash. They're making money hand over fist. You know, yeah, but they like to like, act like games. Gaming so as a whole is yeah. one of the fastest growing industries in the world. It just yeah. is. Like that's evident from the financial data. Like, so to me, that should correlate to like, okay, that means game developers are even more valuable, right? Because they're they're the ones that are causing this insane financial boom. But that's not so, what's happening. That's not what's happening. Right. But and I don't yeah. I don't like Keep that in mind if you're looking for a game developer job. You know, like, yeah.
2: there are some game companies that are more strapped for cash than others, but your big, like, studios like Activision Blizzard or EA or Ubisoft, Ubisoft they aren't really strapped for cash. No. They have plenty of cash flow.
1: No, I mean, Ubisoft is never going to make an Assassin's Creed game that doesn't make them millions of dollars. That's yeah. never going to happen. Like It's... Uh, uh, and like you like said, like there are companies money. like Riot that actually
2: give, you know, they, they pay you what you're worth probably, you know? I yes. presumably. I know that – I'm pretty sure that Digital Extremes does Warframe. They originally were strapped for cash, and I'm pretty sure they're still breaking very close because they have had to expand since they released Warframe or whatever. And then there's the opposite. There are companies like Tall Tale that are strapped for cash and will not tell you that. Yeah, they won't tell you they're strapped for cash and they keep expanding on the backs of investors and then when the money stops coming in because they can't profit. You lose, you lose your job. Which
1: which was illegal. Everything about that was illegal. And uh I don't know that any you know, you know how it is. The rich don't go to you know the rich don't and have
2: repercussions. Telltale's problem more falled, fell into the classic we're not gonna change these games at all and we're just gonna keep churning out licensed product after licensed product. Yeah, but because, they um
1: you can't lay somebody off with no warning like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's not okay. It was not.
2: Terrible, terrible mismanagement by the upper upper yeah. echelon. Of telltale. They didn't realize that you couldn't get by by releasing what was basically the same the same game with a different coat over and over again. Yeah. And <sighs> I I feel bad for the developers who just lost their job all of a sudden. And I hope they yeah. found something better that won't just randomly <sighs> let well, them I, off.
0: There's been this sort of like Telltale rebirth, right? There's like there's like a new telltale studio, and they're kind of picking up from where the old one left off. I think that's true yeah that is
1: that is somewhat true, yes I'd hope they're, they're picking up some of it. It's much smaller than it
2: was before, I, I believe. believe,
0: but they are planning to like continue some projects like I think they're planning another wolf among us, right? So
2: hopefully they'll update their engine, yeah, yeah I've, never played but, at all.
1: I've never played one of their games, so I couldn't tell you.
2: Chow had the problem of using the same engine for a long time. it's it's like if uh, it's another not- certain company decided to release seven or eight games on the same engine. I mean, I don't think and the tell problem- no one about them. and about halfway through, they'd uh, reskin the engine with a different coat of paint and call it a new engine. <clears throat> not to name any names, <coughs> Bethesda. <coughs> Yeah, I don't...
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't think the engine itself was the problem, but more so that that it was just a terrible engine. Like, it would just stutter at, like... there, Like, it would run at, like, 15 frames per second for, like, a, you know, something that really didn't have anything happening on the screen at all. Like, it's it's not an intensive game. It's literally just dialogue and movement. Like, yeah, I don't know. But I hope, like... You know, in terms of, like, working conditions and, like, pay, I think, I hope, at least, what's happening at Blizzard kind of starts a movement. Uh, not just at Blizzard, but, you know, at various other AAA companies, and hopefully gets
2: uh, game developers sort of uh, elevated. Yeah. Game developers need better rights, and it's about time something's happened, because, god... I'm gonna get real lefty here, but God, game de game game development, in the entire games industry is just what happens when capitalism goes wrong. Because it really, it really has like microtransactions, loot boxes, nickel and diming you for what would basically be a massive game. It's yeah. Scummy. You know, like,
0: the thing I worry about most is like the loot box design, sort of, uh, you know permeating like the design decisions of games going forward right and like that's why i'm another another reason why i love playstation so much because i'm so grateful for like they keep putting out like these high quality single player zero microtransaction games which is very much against the trend of like what the financial data is telling them right like it's telling them that like if you make these games with these microtransactions you're going to make several times more money than if you didn't do that but they continue to not do that and I think that's because they're more interested in creating stories, meaningful stories. Obviously, they sell well and make lots of money. And if they didn't, they wouldn't do that. But like, they could be making more. I think they see the value yours. of loyalty. What's that?
1: They they see the value of customer loyalty. Yeah. Which yeah. No one is loyal to Epic. Everyone <laughs> loves Fortnite. No one, ca- no one is going to care about Epic's next game.
2: Yeah. No not, one. Not unless care. it's another Fortnite. You know. True. Very true. The thing. Yeah. The thing about like microtransactions is I don't mind when a game says like oh we're going to release a DLC in like 3 4 5 months because we're after we sell this game we're going to start development of a DLC. I don't mind that. I don't mind paying for extra content. However, I don't like when I get into a game and content in the game is locked behind another 20 30 purchase. Stuff that I should have gotten when I bought the game, and was done during development of the game. I don't like when I buy an
1: like, unfi- when I buy a game that's not finished yet. At full price, and then find you know a game that is clearly unfinished, and then before I even see all of the content that is finished, I'm yeah I'm hassled for
2: more another sixty dollars. Yeah, like pay us sixty dollars so we can fix our game. (laughs) A game I played recently called um, Mover.
1: I gotta look it up. Wasn't it that
2: game about uh? Wasn't it that game that was free on Epic recently?
1: Yeah, it I, I roasted it on the show. It's like I'm delivery, sure. totally delivery Totally service. reliable yeah, delivery service. I remember.
2: And like it has a
1: pretty fun core game. I even still have it still installed, apparently. But it has a pretty fun core gameplay, but like the missions are all horrendous. And then I'm playing around with it and I'm like, this game doesn't feel finished. And I looked and it's not an early access game. And then I look and they want like twenty dollars for DLC and I'm like who on God's green earth is gonna buy this? Like,
2: come on! Guys. I hate saying it, but stupid people. Yeah, people or have more people money than with sense. with more money than sense. Yeah, or, it's... or people. Yeah,
1: hey, yeah. You don't have to be stupid to have more money than sense. You can not just have a lot of money. You could be stupid rich. But yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: there, they're, there, are they're, even like, like more games should take the No Man's Sky approach where their game released in an awful state with nothing in it. And instead of, you know, pulling a backtrack, they went silent on social media, and then when they finally started becoming active again, there was a massive patch that added more, and they kept adding more and more for free.
1: Yeah, you gotta you got really hand it to Hello Games. When when No Man's Sky came out, I thought that their names were dirt and that they would never be able to do anything again, yeah. but I that's just not true anymore. And it's yeah. instead like, of pulling, really... like,
2: the Fallout 76 uh, Bethesda approach of, oh, uh, the game's not bad, we can fix it, they went radio silent and stuck their nose to the grindstone and made the game what they wanted it to be. Yeah, whereas Fallout
1: 76 just started charging for more stuff.
2: Yeah. Like, I like developers that realize, oh, we messed up, give us more time, and we'll fix it. Look at Halo Infinite's delay. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of developers, the time, yeah, that's that's, no that's
0: actually, like, the biggest... Yeah, that's crazy. That's the biggest, probably, story of, of the like, week, and we didn't even mention it
1: everything yeah Yeah, i mean the console war ended yeah that's
0: wild (laughs) oh god please don't use the word console war (laughs) unironically
2: everything about that trailer just looked off like the art assets feel a little weird the sound assets felt a little a little weird the sound wasn't perfect i I thought the art was fine i I don't just not
0: finished when do you guys let's do let's let's guess when do you guys think halo infinite's coming out fall 2021 that's yep. That you. was my guess too. Like I don't think it's in early 2021. Late summer, late summer, middle fall. If it was going to be early
1: 2021, they wouldn't have delayed it. They'd have crunched.
0: I yeah. straight up, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this came out like November 2021. Yeah, like, yeah. It it was not. It's not ready. It's just not ready. Like it, we. That's that's what I predicted. You know, like it was clearly not ready and. You know, I'm sure they had the discussion with Microsoft. I'm sure they had that talk of like, look, this is the reason a lot of people are going to get a Series X. Should we, you know, like, should you just push the game out? Because like, I don't think they're moving the release date of the Series X. But like, I think ultimately, they made the right choice. I'm very glad they made the choice they did. Because yeah. I think when Halo Infinite comes out now, it has more of a chance of being something special. And now 343,
1: 343 is another company that I would trust to put their nose to the grindstone at this point and fix stuff, though. They did it with the Master Chief Collection. Yeah.
2: <laughs> good, good on like Microsoft for listening to the developers saying, we need more time. Because that's a, the games industry's always had a problem with games coming out way too soon and not listening the to Cube, the developers yeah. when the developers say, hey, we need more time because this game's not done yet and we don't like this product yet.
0: Yeah, I yeah. think overall, though, I do think the games industry is getting much better at that. I think people are listening to developers more, and like the people in charge of financials and like marketing and stuff are willing to like bend their timetables and schedule around. Like, hey, we need six more months to finish this game. Like, I've, I think everyone's a lot more amenable to that now than they were like, ten years ago or so.
2: Games that get delayed, they're usually games that have a lot of hype behind them, and I've never met a person who's complain that a game gets delayed. Usually they're like, okay, take your time. Oh, they definitely exist. <laughs> I'm Yeah, they exist. The people we surround ourselves are typically far more
1: games literate than the people that are yeah. going to complain.
2: You're going to see, oh, the game's going to be, be a better product after this delay because they'll have more time to actually polish things. Yeah. We won't get a Bethesda mess coming out. We'll get an actual polished game.
0: But yeah. I think, you know, obviously it's well and good. It's good for the game, right? Obviously, Halo Infinite being delayed, it's going to be a much better game because of it. But now that leaves the question of what is Series X launching with? Like, <laughs> it's just going to be third-party games, which isn't unusual, actually, right? Like, uh, it's going to have Microsoft Flight Simulator, isn't it? That's a that's a
1: weirdly big thing right now. Isn't that already out though? I think it's already out. Oh, is it? Well, it's not going to run well on a on a One X, I don't think.
0: But um yeah i mean like it's not unusual for console launches to only have third-party games i was just hoping that like you know there was something i'm sure we'll have forza i think that'll probably be the one thing that makes the launch but uh yeah i mean i think that's going to i think halo not being there is definitely going to put a damper on their launch but like you know when it comes out they'll obviously like see a surgeon's sales and stuff all right anything else you guys want to go over not, no, I think I'm ready to do games we've been playing. Yeah. Okay. What have you been playing?
1: Besides uh, Fall Guys, I guess. Yeah, besides Fall Guys, I don't think I talked about it on the show yet, but I started a playthrough of Mario & Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Ooh. And, uh, and that's an old game. I thought it was a 3DS game. It turns out it's actually DS. There was a 3DS remake that doesn't look as good to me, so I played the DS version. And it's just fun. Like, I, I kind of hopped on it's it. It's an RPG, there right? Yeah, everybody was so hyped about Paper Mario. I was like, "Eh, I don't know. So I I picked up uh, Mario & Luigi, because I I remember wanting that when it came out, and I just never got around to it. And it's super fun. You know, the writing is just good. Uh, Playing as Bowser is super fun. You spend the vast majority of the game playing as Bowser, which surprised me. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more like mainly inside bowser as it would imply but you uh the sections where you play as mario and luigi they're not few and far between but they're definitely not as common uh you actually it's like a standard platformer almost uh control wise in the you know in the overworld is a standard 2d platformer when you're playing as mario and luigi and then when you go into battles it's turn-based still and then the overworld with bowser is more like a overhead 2d type deal and it works. It's fun. Uh, the you know the characters are fun. I am not super familiar with like the Mario and Luigi lore, but it clearly references previous games. I don't yeah. have any complaints. It's fun. If you like the the Paper Mario slash Mario and Luigi combat systems, you know with the action commands and all, and I do. I'm enjoying the turn based combat in this. And you all know how much I hate turn based combat typically.
0: I really need to get into the Mario and Luigi games because I feel like they're they would definitely scratch the paper Mario Itch I've been feeling.
1: Oh they absolutely well the writing is just sublime and them um, you know you're not gonna get like your partner characters that you like a whole lot that's that's the main thing they're missing but the writing is so clever and it's yeah. funny it's not like busted gut funny but it's like chuckle to yourself charming funny. Yeah. And, like, I don't I know. I feel like
0: that's normal, right? For B- Bowser
1: talks to his minions like they're his kids, almost. Like, he, he he clearly loves them, but he's really hard on them and stuff. Like, but he's Bowser, you know, he's kind of a douchebag. <laughs> it's it's good stuff. I love it.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. Like, I've, I've made a little more progress in Origami King, but quite frankly, I'm just not motivated to get through it. Maybe, like, I don't know. If I get further, it'll endear itself more to me, but, like, it's just not what I wanted. See,
1: I I kind of want I still kind of want to play Origami King. I'm almost upset with myself because I watched a bunch of videos about it and I've had a bunch of the like sto- story I don't really care about in that game, but like the fun little beats that happen, I've had them spoiled for me. Yeah. Like, you know, the uh, this is not really a spoiler because it's in the like, first hour of the game, but the, the dancing trees, like, yeah. that sort of thing is what makes the game for me. The, the like, goofy stuff it that It just happened. came
0: out of nowhere. It was so unexpected.
1: Yeah, and, like, stuff like that, I've ruined a lot of similar things for myself. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, yeah, that's uh Byron Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story. I'll probably finish that up and play uh, Luigi's Dream Team. I am sad that Alpha Dream went under. Uh, hopefully the Mario and Luigi series isn't dead because that would be upsetting. I don't know if I'm gonna play Paper Jam. Uh, I don't know. It, it didn't look interesting to me. I thought it was interesting that they that canonically Paper Mario crossover. takes place in a book inside of uh, Mario and Luigi.
0: Is that right? Didn't know
1: yeah. that. Yeah, there's a magic book that flies open and all the Paper Mario characters come out of it and into the world of uh, Mario and Luigi. Huh yeah
0: okay well i don't I know guess that, like, that
1: can, i don't know that there is oh really a, a I have strict a canon that's definitely game. canon in the mario and luigi world i don't know if that's canon in the paper mario world
0: right so uh mike were you gonna say something
2: Ah oh, man i started playing a new game or what is it's it? not relatively new i started playing final fantasy 14 oh, oh really man. i tried to get into that
0: <laughs> so get by
2: to the next like
0: 3,000 hours of your life. Wait, I thought you'd yeah. already played this. I thought you ta- you told me did, about it a did, couple years ago.
2: Did
1: I?
0: No, I think I told it? you about it, Connor. Yeah, oh, no,
1: I, I could have s- sworn Mike talked about this back when we used to record in the actual studio. I think WVU. maybe I
2: did. I started playing it. Maybe? I, I'd have to look, but I've gotten back into it again, and they're about to make, like, the first... 60 levels not suck so honestly it might be okay a good i might get
1: into it when they do that because i I'm, I'm just gonna lay out my final fantasy 14 experience because it's real short i played it for almost an hour and never fought anything and turned it off and never turned it on again
2: uh yeah i've gotten past that point i'm like towards the free level cap for at least two characters now honestly it's kind of just chill to sit there and just level a class it, it just did long.
1: nothing for me. It, I, it was so long. The intro was so long and so stupid and so boring. I couldn't Yeah,
2: have I think they're fixing that. They're fixing yeah, I hear their, their Realm Reborn content and giving you access to the better to the better expansion for free. Because I, I, I hear sat
0: they're there really and, improving the intro. And I thought they
1: were doing a Monster Hunter type deal at the beginning there, when they're like on the boat and they act like something weird is happening, and then they don't, and then you show up on land, and I'm like, oh, well maybe something interesting is going to happen now, and then it doesn't. And, like, so much talking and so much exposition. And, like, an MMO is such a good opportunity, in my opinion, to to do, like, subtle story and, like, world building and stuff. Because there's so many people to talk to and everything, and they just didn't bother.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hear, like, the beginning is rough right now, and they're ironing ironing that out. But, like, from a lot of MMO fans, I hear often that Final Fantasy XIV is, like, the best MMO right now. Yeah which is scary to me, very scary to me, which is why I'm not touching it. Yeah, it's...
1: Anyway, Mike, I didn't want to steal your thunder too much. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, it's fine. I I was streaming it last night, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to play this for like two hours. I ended up streaming it for like five or six hours. Yeah. You know? oh, wow. And I want to go back and play more because it it's just fun.
1: I'm, I might tune in on your stream,
2: because I, I have
1: a couple friends I've seen on my Steam friends list playing it, and I just don't get it. It
0: came out on Steam, right?
2: Uh, I think it might be on Steam.
0: Okay. Connor, I'm I down to... It, it was not on Steam. I'm down to start it with you when they finally push out that update to, like, make the beginning of the game better. Because I, I keep hearing that, like, that's the best time to jump in. Like, Amid, we like should have- I re- I know we shouldn't. In fact, yes. Forget I said any of that.
2: <laughs> Don't do it. You'll lose out. You'll lose time. Nah, Don't me and me I both have
1: a, a a strong
2: proneness, I guess, to
1: addiction and MMOs. Weakness. Yeah.
2: Honestly, though, it I've had like a lot of weird experiences because I'll just be going through like one of the towns and I'll just see someone playing like a lute playing like Zelda music on it. Oh, uh, see, it's that's the, surreal. Like I they'll love just that, start though. playing a song, and I'm like, what's going on here?
1: My favorite MMO of all time, Nogi, was like, like that was the game. Like the that uh, to me, the social interactions, the the loot playing, the like hanging out with your buds in the towns, that was the game. And the monster hunting and like dungeoning and stuff was like almost a mini game attached to it. Like, ah, I miss that.
2: Game. Also, uh, if you're gonna play 14, don't play DPS in dungeons because you're gonna be cigarette. waiting like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's it's bad. Yeah. There's a lot of people that play DPS, and I've been trying to level DPS, and oh, wait times for dungeons are quite long.
1: I'm hoping uh Fantasy Star Online Two picks up when uh, that big update or whatever, uh, basically a new game. I don't even know why it's still called Fantasy Star Online Two. The big oh, Xbox will have that, which is important to people like me.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess my question was more framed around like new games. Games that are like going to be well, it's defining not an update. a new generation.
1: It's it's a totally new game. Is it? I yeah, it was they're just day. calling it Fantasy Star Online 2. Yeah, you can't transfer your character. You can't transfer anything. Okay. That's yeah. kind
0: of weird, but that's cool.
1: Yeah, it, it basically made me quit playing Fantasy Star Online 2. It was actually a really
0: dumb announcement to make,
1: <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> they pretty much told me, don't waste your time with this game, because the better one's coming soon.
0: Yeah, but I feel like for most people, it didn't affect them, because they're already too... Too afflicted by the drug.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I've really just dug back into Final Fantasy 14. The combat's actually kind of enjoyable, which is weird. I normally don't like MMO combat, but there's something about being able to just turn off my brain and just shoot arrows at something dressed yeah. as a wizard that really makes me makes me happy.
1: Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I've been inching for Final. Yeah, I picked up Final Fantasy 14 right after I played 15 because 15 just. It's emotionally did it game. did it to excuse me, did it to me. Tearing up already. I love that game. I know people hate it. And it makes me think I should probably pick up Final Fantasy Seven remake, but Or at least Final Fantasy Seven. Final Fantasy is getting added to Game Pass like this week, I think. So it's, I mean,
2: it's weird how Final Fantasy Seven remake managed to scramble like what's the first hour, hour and a half of the game into a forty hour game. Now that's impressive.
0: Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's something.
2: And yeah, I'm kind of insane. Because
1: like I don't want to pick up Final Fantasy VII remake. Because I'm like, oh, it's not a complete game. But then like, you say 40 hours, and I'm always saying like, man, I hate it when games are 40 hours long. I don't have that kind of time.
2: It's 40 hours. I think it's actually like 60 hours because it's a proper JRPG. Yeah. I've never seen a JRPG that I haven't been able to put 100 hours in yeah oh that reminds yeah, me dragon quest
1: 11s is coming to game pass which blows my mind because i thought the s stand for switch
0: but i
1: guess not yeah s is what? coming yeah s is coming to everything that's coming in december i'm really excited i'm hoping that they don't keep like the graphical restrictions that were on the switch
0: they are that's really the, that's the news as of that's now so silly
1: yeah i'll probably play it in the uh the classic way anyway the uh, the eight bit not eight bit the sixteen bit graphics oh yeah I might play it that way if they you know screw up the I don't I don't care I'm getting it for free through Game Pass I'll, I'll play it however I want because <laughs> I I thought it was charming but I I'm not willing to take that risk on spending sixty dollars on a game that is so clearly not gonna really do it for me gameplay wise even if it might world building wise it's the beauty of Game Pass.
0: What have you been playing, Amid? Uh, So, I've obviously been playing Fall Guys, but before that, I actually checked out Yakuza Zero. So, I've always heard about the Yakuza series. I I don't know, have either of you guys played them? I
1: haven't played it. I've been eyeing it on Game Pass for a long time.
0: Yeah, and... Like, so Yakuza 0 is, like, the first game chronologically in the series. And they say, like, if you're going to get into the series, play Yakuza 0. So that's what I did. I started Yakuza 0 a few hours in. And, uh, you know, it's obviously, like, a very kind of brutal game, right? Like, concerns Yakuza, which are basically, like, Japanese gangsters. And uh, you play as Kiryu Kazuma, I believe his last name is. And he's, like, a young Yakuza in the Dojima uh, family. Uh, and I forget exactly what city it's in. Maybe it's Kyoto or something. But, you know, it's... It, it, I I just... First impression, I just love the vibe of this world. Like, the feeling of being in this, like... Like, dark Japanese city with neon lights everywhere. And, like... You know, crime happening on the street corners. But, like, nightlife happening in where, the, where there's light. And, um... And you know like it's it it's a, a gang story right so it's 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 from what i've seen in the cutscenes it can be very brutal like spoilers like early on some dude cuts off his own pinky to like pay his debt to the to the yakuza family that's gruesome yeah but and here's a big but the way this game shifts tone is unlike anything i've ever seen before like it's almost like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure level of absurdity. Like it really? can go from that to like a like a friendly, peppy karaoke session at a bar. Like and it and make it not feel out of place. Like I, it's such a weird feeling that this game evokes, where it can like transition from like serious story driven moments to like absolutely goofy, like random, like what just happened stuff and like karaoke. it's just like you're on for the ride you know like there's no way of predicting what's going to happen in this game like it's so absurd and that's why i think i love it so much that's but um wild. but yeah obviously since fall guys fall guys came out like that hasn't been touched but but like yeah. i I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to getting back to it and i i am interested in the story like the premise is very interesting too like without getting into too many spoilers basically someone frames you for murder and like, and that puts the family in like a very bad situation and everyone's like blaming you, but you know you're not the one who did it and someone's framing you and you're kind of like working that uh, that mystery through to prove your innocence and like, you know, prove yourself to the, to the Dojima family. <laughs> and uh, that, you know, like the story, like, so like that mystery is really kind of like interesting and pulls you to the, through the story. But like what makes this game, I think, is just the absurdity of it all. Where like you can have moments of like severity, like the guy cutting his own finger off, and then like you're just like, you know, playing baseball in the next scene, just goofing around. It's just like I don't know. It sounds it's almost like weird. it would scratch the same itch as Persona for me. Like uh it it is kind of Persona-esque in that like like in, in in terms of like the overworld, right? Like the overworld is very persona. Like there's sh- different shops you can go into, activities you can find. In fact, like their entire like gameplay mechanics like locked behind side activities that you can completely miss. Like there there's like a like I haven't encountered this yet, but I write about like like a fishing side quest or something. I don't know if it's in Yakuza Zero or one of the. Uh, subsequent yakuza games but you like start this quest to like fish something for a little girl and that leads to like this unlocking this whole like side thing where you can like a fishing mini game and like there's different gameplay mechanics for that a different soundtrack for that even different boss fights associated for that so like it's like it goes deep into these side activity mechanics and like it's it's just like random things like i know there's a similar level of detailed paid to like an optional like like, an RC car racing minigame. Like, there's, like, rankings and, like, mechanics to the racing and, like, building your own cart and, like, stuff like that. Totally optional. Another thing is, like, you know, managing your own, like, host club. Like, there's an entire mechanic built around that, like a business management sim. Like, all these weird, incongruous things kind of mesh together to make, like, something greater than the sum of its parts. And I think the the best thing it does is that it takes like the wildly clashing tones to just create like an absurd atmosphere where you don't really know what's going to happen next and you're just like really excited to see what happens. Hmm. So yeah, I I'm enjoying it. Enjoying it quite a bit. And there are what? There's so there's Yakuza Zero, which is like chronologically the first game. And then obviously there's like, Yakuza like one through six, right? But like they've remade one and two, so like Yakuza, uh, Kiwami I think, and then Yakuza Ki- Kiwami two are remakes of one and two. And then three, four, and five I think were PS3 games, but they've imported it over to PS4. And then Yakuza six was a PS4 game. So I think if you want to experience the full story of Kiryu, you have to play like all seven of those games.
1: Yeah, and there Yakuza zero, Kiwami, and Kiwami two are all on Game Pass. Uh, at oh, least Game Pass PC. Yeah.
0: But yeah, like, and, and I don't think these are short games either. Like, just out of curiosity, I googled, like, how long, on average, Yakuza 0 was to beat, and it was like, if you try to do, like, most things, it would take you, like, 80 plus hours, but, like, 40 or so for the store, I was like, geez, like, th- this is a long, sprawling tale. So, uh, I don't know. I think I think it's a really cool thing I've sort of discovered here, and a big part of that is I have to give a shout out to uh, this YouTube channel, Super iPatch Wolf. He does amazing videos on things he's like really passionate about. And he did one on why he loves the Yakuza series, and that really kind of drew me into it and made uh, made me curious and want to experience it. So I bought it on PlayStation for like twenty bucks, uh, Yakuza Zero. And I have Yakuza Kiwami already through like PlayStation Plus one month, so I I'm already set in terms of Yakuza content for the foreseeable future. So that's what i've been playing besides fall guys
2: very
1: nice long episode this week
0: yeah Yeah, a lot 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 to talk talk about
2: a lot of
0: fall guys (laughs) guys. a lot of falling a lot of guys (laughs) yeah all right guys i think that's going to do it for us this week thank you connor and mike for joining me achoo nice you can follow us at ad podcast game talk on twitter you can please like rate and review us on any podcast service you use and click the link in the discord to chat with us there and thank you guys and we'll see you next time bye